Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you are tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And if you're new here, what a what a time, what a time to join us. What a time to be alive. This is our season finale. Don't hype it though because it's done. It's 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 fully hyped. Hype at maximum capacity. I am struggling so hard with creativity right now. Okay. And I I feel like it's just gonna be a letdown. Hey, you're do you're doing great. This is like how when I cook food. You always apologize. I always apologize. Always and I'm like, I know that it's too dry or too sweet or too salty or too um, you know, anything. There's not quite enough or I did I overcooked these noodles. Yes, I'm sorry I prepared this meal for I you to burnt this rice. Sustain your life with, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, my name is Bubba and like I said before, I'm one of the founders of Love Thy Nerd and I've previously served a little bit of church cred for me. I've previously served for 12 years on church staff. And in October of 2020, what a dumb time to do this. In October of 2020, step down. Kind of, yeah. Like officially, completely step down. Oh, yeah. You you had like soft step down. I did that in 2019. October 2019, (laughs) right before it was like right before the pandemic, right before it. Now I'm a full time nerd culture missionary. And so in 2019, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this makes great sense. Like, this is what God's calling me to do. What's the worst that could happen? Um, uh, hey, hey, church that I've been with for eight years, I am going to go and pursue this this missional living, fundraising life. And Nobody's going to have they any were like, jobs. It's a great idea. Love it. Fantastic. <laughs> and then in March of 2020... The world. The world was like... Fell apart. Ain't nobody got no money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1% it, of the people have money. Actually, I mean, we did just fine. It was great. It, we are like, great. We did just fine. We're yeah. very thankful. We are very thankful to our supporters. We're very thankful. Um, if you would like for us to, to be thankful to, for, to for God, you, we would like to, to you should go to lovethynerd.com slash Bubba and become a financial partner with our family. <laughs> you are welcome to do that. Mm-hmm. And we do welcome that. But we are really thankful for our supporters. Because it could have been worse for us. Oh, it could have been a thousand times worse. I mean, it could have been actually kind of catastrophic. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. And I mean, everybody has been really, really faithful. And just from my heart, thank you. I'm not actually crying. Hey, tell, But I might cry by the end of this episode. Tell people, I'll allow it, tell people who you are so that they understand oh, a little bit. Th- well, so they're connected to you when you do cry. I am Bubba's wife. We are married, us two. And we have- Together. Together. As a couple. To one another. Yeah. We have four children together. Together. Also. (laughs) As our children, like, yes. Here we go. Um, Ranging ages four months to nine years. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm kind of quiet right now because the four-month-old is is sleeping. Dude, he's fine. He's fine. PJ. 
Shh, shh. He's out. Don't say it. He's don't say just his out. name. I don't know if he knows his name, I don't but think he just does. in case he does. He knows high pitches and that he can smile. Mm, he, he's a good smiler. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I I have homeschooled our kids. We're actually going to be going on an adventure this next fall and putting them in public school, which we had kind of always planned to do eventually. This is uh, just a slight... Um, you know, slightly sooner than mm-hmm. we had planned on. Um, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. I'm praying it will be good. Um, and um, so what else? Oh, I do work for the church as mm-hmm. on our child care staff. Um, uh-huh. You know, I do child care things, but I also do computery like de- database things, mm-hmm. um, which is which um, I hate. You hate databasey thing. You hate me doing databasey. No, no, no. I love that you do it. I, oh. I, I hate it. You hate databasey. Whenever they were like, "Hey, can you go into Planning Center and blah blah blah, write this blah blah workflow blah blah blah," and I'm like, "I'm bored. <laughs> I don't want to do that." Um. Well, so I haven't done it in a long time. I used to do it a lot, um, and then I like my position changed a bit, and I ended up being just way more, you know, in rooms with kids, which is great. Like I'm a mom, I can do that. Um, VBS is coming and everybody who's worked in children's ministry knows that VBS is a database nightmare. VBS for those, uh, those of you that are uninitiated. Okay. Stands for vacation Bible school, Uh um, which almost none of those words make sense in context anymore. Well, other than it's during the summer. Yeah. But it's not a vacation. Vacation Bible school sort of sprung up from like backyard Bible clubs and, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, where it was just like, hey, neighborhood children, just come and hang out with us and we'll tell you about Jesus and give you, I was going to say Kool-Aid. That sounds really culty. Uh, sometimes it's Kool-Aid. Some snacks and, you know, tell you about Jesus. Um, now it's like, there are so many liabilities like and and we as churches want to work really hard to keep things on the up and up and like document everything and and background check everybody and like safety 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 which is great mm-hmm. there is a lot of paperwork involved in all of that I'm bored again yeah <laughs> and so you lost main paperwork yeah well so th- this last week they're like hey anna Nobody you, paperwork's like you paperwork. You like boring we stuff, love you. right? <laughs> and you're like, I indubitably. I do like. You like work. monotonous, like tedious, just mind-numbing well, work. It's like, hey, can you go through every VBS registration with a fine-tooth comb and make sure that everything is correct and put it into databases? Okay, thanks. And I'm like, I thought you'd I'll never do ask. Yeah. <laughs> is it and my I, birthday? I got in there and I. I remembered how it's like I start doing things and then it's hard for me to stop. And there's like this part of my, I don't know, my personality or something. I am like a picker, like our babies. I can't leave them alone. No, I cannot. pick all the like cradle cap. I clean out their ears all the time. Pick like, fleas off I'm, of animals. I do these things. You groom. It's the same part of my brain. That wants to do all of these database things. I just figured that out yesterday. Like it scratches the same itch somehow. Oh yeah, hey, great analogy. I would make a that's great like another monkey, thing. probably. You but did. I'm like once a database a monkey. In a previous just... life, you were a monkey. <laughs> 
That's me. That's all. That's the end. Yeah, and that's not even our banter for this episode. I don't know how many how many minutes we have left. Those barely. are just facts. Uh, banter is just hey, it's summer. Woo! For some people, almost it's almost summer. Yeah, people are graduating. Children like some a lot of private schools have already let out homeschoolers quit like two weeks ago oh, for man. sure. Yeah, and those kids like, have been checked out since out. January. We're done. Yeah. Can't do this anymore. And in public school, they're just watching movies now. There's yeah. no Home, there's no schoolwork being done. Parties are movies. going to parks or like. Um, you know, Six Flags. Yeah, going on their summer vacations yeah. before they get hit really hard with the summer crowds. Here's here's what a homeschool family is doing right now. The warm beers, the uh-huh. wambiers, if you're nasty. For a completely different reason, unrelated. <clears throat> but still, but still. They're driving across the United States of America. And, and getting stuck. Here's yeah, here's a little update on our good friends, the warm beers. And they've got like a hashtag that's... Westward warm beers. Westward warm beers. There we go. Um, and... They broke down in yeah, and Las their Vegas. Van is stinking like it's new. It's brand new. Yeah, I'm frustrated for them. And well, they were they're pulling a camper mm-hmm. across the country, mm-hmm. and so they had transmission issues. They broke down. They're I was just he was just updating us. They're gonna have to leave the van like until July in <gasps> Vegas. No, yeah, they're yeah. not. They're supposed to move into their house in a couple weeks. Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to look like. Wait, why July? Because mechanic-y things. I don't uh, know. Hey, so if you're a transmission mechanic. A trans mechanic. Can you just like head to Vegas yeah. for a little bit and um, fix a van for them? Yeah. Like before July? I mean, I don't know anything about uh, cars, but how hard could it be? Mm-hmm. Can they just sell that piece just and bi- like buy a different one and come back? Bippity boppity boo. So here's the deal. Like the reason we were going to see them, they were going to come and swing down before we head out. That's uh-huh. another thing we're probably not going to get to right now, but we're leaving on vacation. Yes. Um, Anna and I are uh, first week in June. We'll be, we'll be gone till well into mid, mid June. We're going to be yes. gone for two weeks. Yes. And so- they were going to come down and see us, but they were like, hey, actually, we can't come down and see you. They're literally driving from Louisville, Kentucky to California. Yeah, like, they would have to dip way down in Listen, Texas. Listen, Linda, they're, they're driving from Louisville, Kentucky, which is basically the East Coast, <laughs> all the way to Chris Gwaltney's house, <coughs> which is spitting distance from the beach on the West Coast. They're visiting people in New Mexico, which is one state over. And they were like, oh, hey, we're not going to be able to come see you. And I'm like, well, you're dead. You're dead to us. We've talked about this. Texas is ginormous. But here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. The reason they couldn't do that is because the warranty they have with that vehicle means every X mileage. I think that's the thing for me is that it was like, hey, just. Yeah, they have to get oil changes, and they can only get them at this one place in Louisville. I just feel like it better be a dang good car if they're mm-hmm. gonna like a magic. Yeah, and whatever. And so they were I'm like, it was it was them. gonna add too many miles for us to come down there. Mm-hmm. 
Well, clearly, um, the and Lord I, has other plans for I call, them I call BS. somehow. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're, they're living in the moment right I now, th- or, or they're suffering for their sins. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> that no, that's, not so no, much. No, no. Well, we are taking a break. This is our season finale, so buckle up. Today, we're talking about nostalgia, and so we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk all about the things that we are nostalgic about, so don't go anywhere, and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways, and you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's word is botch. And in fact, I've got a definition from two different sides of the Love Thy Nerd spectrum. First up, Dungeons and Dragons. A botch in D&D is when a player or a DM rolls a one. It leads to a critical failure, usually with dire or hilarious consequences. Moving over to wrestling now, a botch is when a professional wrestler attempts a scripted move or spoken line that does not come out as it was originally, just like that, as it was originally planned due to a mistake, miscalculation, a slip up, or an error in judgment. Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And thanks for joining us. If you found us anywhere besides LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com or the Live 365 app, thank you so much for joining us. If you can't find us or you tripped and fell into this podcast some way, shape, or form. I don't know how that would happen. Internet's a crazy place. Lord works in mysterious mm-hmm. ways. Who knows? You can always head on over to LoveThyNerd.com slash Church Nerds. And you'll be able to get the latest episode and their buttons at the top of that page that let you subscribe on some of the most popular ways to do that. And also, if you just want to kick it old school or you are developing an app or whatever and you want to use RSS, that's on there too. And if you don't know what RSS is, click a different button. It's not that hard. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's fine. Um, So, hey, today, nostalgia. Nostalgia. What a weird word. First of all, let's just get that out of the way. It reminds me of the word algae, and I don't know nostalgia. Nostalgia. I don't know why it reminds me of the word algae. I don't know. This is where my brain is. I right now in this moment because this is this, this is just happening in real time. Mm-hmm. Why don't we kind of why don't we say it like baloney? Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. Just silent i a. It's the g that's getting me. Like, because we don't say Bologna, we say Bologna. Now, I know they're not spelled Why the same way. Why don't we say it like people in the UK say algae, which is algae, nostalgia. Nostalgia? I'm down. I got it. <laughs> Aluminium. Aluminium. Where does that extra I come in? Why don't they spell it that way? Why do they spell color with a U? 
color with a U I can get behind. I actually prefer Listen, I'm trying the to British thing. way, British, the UK way of of spelling a lot of things. They're like also the word blonde with an E. Blonde. Gray with an E. Center. R-E. Centre. Color with a U. Theatre. Sometimes they use an S instead of a C, like in the word practice. Practice with an S. Practice? Mm-hmm. Or practice. Practice with So an it, S. it does use a C at the beginning. Yeah, for the K. For the hard C sound. They should, well, let's change to a K. <laughs> sure. Just so you know, like that's, <laughs> nobody says K a different why way. Do you, why do we have so many letters that form, perform the same functions? Nobody will ever be able to tell me that, but yes. So anyway, like we I were saying. I can get saying, behind that a lot. Nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of nostalgia. Um, I, I'm a big fan of it. I know you are. Yeah. Like. LTN, the whole motif that we have is nostalgic. Like if you look at the videos that we produce, it has like a VHS kind of feel to it. A lot of our earlier stuff had a heavy V, like it had like tracking and like the, you know, play button and SP and like I I would make it to where the video audio would kind of as the video started. Like I yeah. really wanted like it to have. Manufacturing all the crappy stuff from the 80s and 90s the stuff that nobody wanted at the time well um peop yeah i mean lots of lots of editors do this i was reading or watching a video or something probably something you were watching about how like in old star trek movies and stuff like the glare that would be on stuff mm -hmm. it was natural but our camera lenses are so good now that you don't, evolved. you don't get that glare, but people still want it because it like makes it feel because it speaks like to that golden time. cinema. Yes. And so they have to spend lots of extra time oh, yeah. creating it. It's either time or money and sometimes both to recreate a feel, whether it's, you know, I, I do a lot of design stuff and I have for a lot of years. I think I put pen to paper and it was like, I'm 35, 34. I'll be 35. You're almost super 35. Soon. I'm 34 and 11 twelfths. <laughs> 10 twelfths. My birthday is sooner than yours. Um, and anyway, like I, I've been doing, I've been doing graphic design, video work, audio stuff for probably the better part of 20 years now. And yeah, so you were doing it before we got together. I was doing it in high school. Yeah. Like, and so, um, so anyway, like having seen all that stuff and back then <laughs> having to like find ways to get rid of it and right. people going, why is your video doing that? And I'm like, well, it's, it's the, it's the thing. Like it's, it skips frames or I can't, it's the tape that it's on. I can't make it not do yeah, that. Cause, cause back then everybody wanted everything highly polished. And now we're like, can you just yeah, scuff it up a little bit? A little bit gritty. Yeah, rub um, in the dirt. Or, you know, distressed would be the interior design word for it. Yeah. So whenever grunge started to make its kind of like, like the rough edges or like, um, people are like putting paintbrush strokes and things and whatnot. Uh, it, it started to make our lives a little bit harder in the design world. This is not the design podcast. It's just like, that's one way that nostalgia 
is rearing its head. I won't even say its ugly head because I think it's beautiful, gritty, dirty head. Like, like honestly, it's a big deal for me because I was born in 1986, year of our Lord, and it. I so like I was not a child of the 80s. To say to say that you I and know, I were child you, children yeah, of the we 80s. We were born in the 80s, but we like didn't even we barely knew we existed. We yet. were still eating boogers in the 80s. Uh, by the way, PJ is now awake. <laughs> um, so do with that what you will. So we were not child children of the 80s, but you cannot get me to claim the 90s. It's just not going to happen. No. I feel like the good Lord, he hatched me in the 80s for a reason. And so like that's my decade. That's, that's what I sit with. I love 80s music. Um, I love like – like even 80s technology, like those big old cell phones and like the late 80s stuff, uh, you know, vinyl records and like that kind of stuff. I don't own a lot of that stuff, but I like it. Like I think it's it's super cool. And VHS but tapes. Would you not say that you are just like because the trend, it, nostalgia is the trend. And so the 80s came in and some people were resistant and some people weren't because it's like all the awesome things we remember about the 80s we i'm not, i don't remember them but like there was a lot of not awesome stuff that were just like oh that wasn't a thing that didn't exist There's, we just you, gloss right over that in our memories and the 90s are the same way and it's so weird to me because now the 90s like all the teenagers are wearing these 90s fashions they're wearing rompers i saw i saw um an ad know. do you know those like rompers that were kind of like sailor suit looking and shoulder pads um they had so it kind of looked like you just looked like your upper body was triangular absolutely and they they had like this deep v with a bow usually in this wide white collar and i remember um when i was probably I wasn't kinder yet. I was probably like late preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Green. Here we go. And she had like that hair with the, the big bangs. Mm-hmm. Curly bangs. Yep. Yeah. Um, and she like I would <laughs> this I was homeschooled and we didn't have a TV. Here we so go. you guys, sorry, just bear with me. The thing, one of the things that I really liked to do for fun was page through the church directory. So this is a little bit of church nostalgia for everybody. Back in the day, if you were not involved in church in the in the 80s or 90s, you don't know these things. But it used to be that they would like, okay, everybody in the church, it's it's um, directory photo time. It was a church yearbook. And they would hire um, a photo, a portrait service to come to the church and you'd set up your little appointment. When are you going to get your church photo taken? And your family would get all dressed up and you'd be in front of a background, some ugly background. And wow, they like would take photo. a bunch of photos and then they'd be like, hey, you want to purchase a package? Like this, this can be your family photos at the same time. And you'd buy some family photos while you were at it. And then they would publish all of this. Like this is the this is the Stone family. You know, mom and dad and all the children's yep. names. 
And um, and then in the back, it would be like, here is their phone number and their address and all of their yes. contact information. Social security number when they're going <laughs> to be gone. Because like that was how you cared for people and you kept in contact with them. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I would look through that photo directory just like pour over it and be like, well, that guy looks weird. <laughs> um, like, oh, like this girl looks super cool. I'm afraid to talk to her because she's very cool. But I'm just going to look at her picture and pretend we're friends. Mrs. Green's picture. She had one of those cool rompers and she had those bangs. And I thought she was the most beautiful, kind Sunday school teacher. And man, she rocked that romper. And I saw one the other day on the internet and was like, that's Mrs. Green's romper. Was it Miss Green? No, it wasn't. Oh. And this girl made it look cool. And I'm like, wow, she looks really cool in that romper. No, no. No. Those rompers are not cool. Quit it, internet. Quit making me think this is cool. I mean, You may be able to convince teenagers, but you will not convince me. It is hard to pee in those things. That, thank you. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. If you If you need anybody to convince you... <laughs> To, to not buy a romper, I, I'm i not even going to convince you. Just go buy one. <laughs> I have two. Just go buy one and I take it to the movies. I have two rompers. Take it to the movies, get a large drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the crazy thing is that, um, so my mom, my mom was a knitter and she had, my mom knit dozens of sweaters over several decades. And some of them were better than others. Some of them for me hold a lot of nostalgia and I have them hanging in my closet now. One mm -hmm. of them, I call it the roly poly sweater because oh, yeah. this yarn, it looks like it has little roly polies all over it. Anyway, I tried it on the other day and I thought to myself, you know what this needs? Shoulder pads. I need to sew some shoulder pads into it because for the sweater to be. It's just too baggy. Like, it was designed. Like I remember my mom wearing it. Shoulder pads. It needs them. I don't know what to say, but I think that like for you, this is, this is all trends coming. Like, did you actually love all of the eighties equipment, all of the eighties things before they became popular? I, I well, they were popular in the eighties. So I guess the answer is no. I, I think that you mean like before the trend hit and before the fad and all that stuff. I, I think, I think so. You know, I mean like there are some nineties, you know, there are some '90s things that I more than deal with that I, I enjoy because it, but mullets. It's, it's become sweet Lord no, um, it, but it's because of the nostalgia that's that's attached to them. The bulk of my nostalgia is in early '90s. I mean, like '91, '92, '93, like that really right. early, which is basically for all intents and purposes the '80s. Right, because it's all those like early '80s born kids coming into their own. '90s hasn't figured out who they are yet. Right, like you the, know, yeah, it's yeah. the tween years, right? Uh -huh. And so, but like a lot of the '90s stuff that I'm I'm nostalgic about is uh, breakfast cereals. No, no, for me it's it's more music like Ace of Base. Um, Don't know what that is. Spice Girls. You know, Spice. That's Girls. late '90s, right? That's a late '90s. I don't know, dude. Like I have, I'm pretty I've, sure that's like way late nineties. I don't know if it's late nineties though. Like I have to go early aughts. I'll yeah. have to go back and check because I have like oh, I'll check for you right now. I've got pretty pretty vivid memories of like that stuff blaring through my house. Uh, like Garth Brooks songs. 
Like these are things that I heard in my house growing up. And it was at least, it was at least uh, 90, uh, 94-ish at the latest. No, you're right. Yeah. It was like late 90s, the Spice Girls were. They formed in 1994, but I don't think they gained steam until, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, later on. So, like, that's a lot of the stuff that I, I'm, like, in the 90s that I'm nostalgic about. But, like, the things that I'm, like, I want to go back and I want to remember, like, I want to mm-hmm. actively remember, mm-hmm. it's 80s stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and by remember, like it's like, I want to I wanna experience that. I want... I. I just am like, how far are we going to go with some of this stuff? Yeah. I do. I will say it was pretty cool how you could, I mean, we're all recording ourselves with devices now, but like back then it was like, you got yourself a little tape recorder, like play school had tape Tape recorders. Yeah. And you get your, your cassette tape and you put it in there and you can record yourself over and over and over again. Do that. Over and over and over again. You can record things on the radio, make your own little mixes. Yeah. That was before any kind of copyright strikes or (laughs) anything like that. You just like everybody did it. Everybody did it. And you made mixtapes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that those, like those kind of things, I'm like, Kids, our kids would love to do that still. Oh, man. Like, Nene would oh, my love goodness. to have her own little tiny boombox with a microphone. That she could sing into. That she could put on Echo, oh. and it would be so annoying. Man. I might I might have to look into that, honestly. Because like, why don't... Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Don't worry, internet. We're gonna because it's like, for me, I would feel a lot safer with her having that than like a cell phone. Yeah, when or, she could accomplish similar things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kids want to see kids want to stream themselves real I, bad may, now. That might be the reason that podcasts exist so much because like we were making podcasts before <laughs> they were podcasts. Maybe. Yeah. This is essentially us. They're like, just radio shows. We you were know? practicing to do this right yeah. now. Um, just, anybody want to hear some sweet echo effects? <laughs> email us. We got at. you. We got you. Pam. I, if you were to, if you were to even ask me like, all right, just like pick, pick a thing like movies, eighties or nineties, eighties all day. Yeah. All day. I mean, like there are some actors that really hit their stride in the nineties who I really love still like, um, you're big Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Yeah. They and did, uh, they did a lot of eighties stuff, but uh, um, the stuff you really like is nineties. What's her name? What's her name? Ugh. Marie Antoinette. No, no. Michelle Obama. She's in like Aaron Brockovich and Julie. Andrews. Well, y- yes, but completely different. Decade. Julia Roberts. That's the one. Yeah. Like she's great. Um, And she was big, like 90s. Whew, they were her thing for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, oh, there's a, you really like those grungy 80 movies. I do. 80, 80 movies? 80s, 80s movies. 80s movies. So like my- Garbage pale kids and stuff. Here's, <laughs> garbage, Disgusting. I, I don't like that movie. <laughs> I don't. What? Um, Wolfman's Got Nards? That's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I've never been more attracted to you than right now. My, my favorite movie just of all time is Monster Squad. Out of the 80s. And I've asked several people and they're like, 
what is that movie about? And I tell them the premise and they're like, that, that kind of sounds pretty cool. And I'm like, it's, it's like painfully eighties. It really is. It's about a group of kids. Painfully eighties. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's about a group of kids who form a monster squad at school with a, their bunch of ragtag, you know, varying ages from like junior high through high school and uh, or no, even like elementary through high school. And what they do is they learn about monsters. We're talking like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein. Uh, I'm sorry, Frankenstein's monster. Don't roast me on that. That was a Freudian slip there. Frankenstein's monster, uh, Dracula, like all all these like classic monsters, the mummy. And then they show up from a parallel universe. And these are the only, these are the only people in the world that can, can save them. And so it just like, it's like, this is so stupid. It will never happen. But mind you, I'm watching like a very unhealthy amount of Doctor Who right now. Which, so like that sci-fi kind of genre just hits all the strides for me. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you some pushback. I mean, the 80s, the 80s have some awesome. You can't give me pushback on what I enjoy. That's not how pushback works. you to say that the 80s are like the best movie decade. Well, not the best, the best nostalgic movie decade. Uh, Subjectively, yes. I want to try and make you love the 90s. Ooh, that's loud. Yeah, no, PJ, I agree with you. Like, this is my opinion well, okay. You can tell me what I'm you think. I'm going to tell you some 90s movies that I think you might, I don't know, appreciate. There we go. Okay. <laughs> the Sandlot. Sandlot's fantastic. I love The Sandlot. Um, October Sky. Crickets. Um, you don't like October Sky? Crickets. I'm afraid to pick him up. Don't pick him up. Leave him alone. We're doing a podcast right now. Fern Gully? Anybody? Fern Gully? Oh my gosh. Freaking Fern Gully. But the Truman Show. Robin Hood Men in Tights. I didn't say that the 90s were devoid, but... Um, uh, uh, like a billion Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the new one that just came out is is the one that I like. Well, anyway. Hey, so sometimes when you have kids, they make you stop doing things a lot sooner than you had planned on it. It's fine. We're we're fine. Like this is the appropriate time, minutes wise, but we're cutting it real short. Real short. The discussion. You know what? That that's totally fine. So hey, we're don't go anywhere. We're going to talk more about nostalgia, but more from like biblical maybe christianity and jewish tradition side of things when is we come back is it nostalgia or is it tradition Ooh-wee. more on that when we come back on the church nerds podcast hey everyone i'm hector mirai and this is faith and fandom 180 LTN Radio. So this past weekend I was at a Comic-Con and I had my fancy lightsaber on my table just for kicks and giggles. And uh, when a swarm of Jedi and Sith came by my table, friends of mine that were cosplayers, and wanted me to take a photo with them. And so we all lit up our blades and we stood in the walkway and we took a bunch of photos and then 
right off to the side of where we were taking our photos, there was a little kid who was on the floor coloring and had a balloon sword. And then the little kid with the balloon sword jumped to his feet and ran over to all of us with our big, fierce, probably multiple hundred dollar lightsabers and squared off against us. No fear, no concern, no inadequacy, no thinking my weapon's not as good as theirs or anything like that. And so we all we all had a good time with that. And his parents stood behind him and took photos of us all battling together. And it was a good time. And, you know, with nerd culture, sometimes we're like, my stuff's not as good as theirs or comparison. But that kid was 100% confident in his sword. And I think that was a good reminder for me that sometimes we aren't as bold with the word of God with the sword that he gives us because we feel like maybe it's going to make us awkward or make people distance themselves from us or that it will come with consequences. But we need to have the confidence in the word of God that that little kid had with his balloon sword. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We have a much more powerful weapon than we could ever imagine, and we don't ever need to forget it. So I hope the next time you have the chance that you will wield your sword well. And maybe make some noises. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And if you're joining us on LTN Radio, the Live 365 app, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or anywhere else, thank you for being here. And if you can't find us, as always, please make sure to go to lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. Tell your friends, tell your family, stop strangers on the street, and tell them mm, to go to that that'd website. That would be weird. Just do it. Yeah, so we had to emergency stop talking um, about nostalgia in our last uh, segment because... PJ pooped so much. It, You know, it's just going to be a recurring topic on this podcast because it keeps happening. I don't think that any of our children have had as many blowouts as that kid. He... And I cannot figure it out. I don't. He... Well... So usually we cloth diaper or disposable diapering this time. And I have tried so many different kinds and I can't find the kind There's that will con- that will contain. No, um, I, mm-hmm. he's, so. we're just going to, he's going to live outside. <laughs> anyway, we're back. And we're talking about nostalgia. Last, last segment, we talked about nostalgia and the eighties and the nineties. And I don't know, just we, what we feel nostalgic about. Here's the deal. 
I, you know, you went and took care of PJ and I sat down with the kids and we watched uh-huh. a show, which is kind of nostalgic. It's like glitch techs uh, on okay. Netflix. And I say it's kind of nostalgic. It's like everything is, is modern day, but all of like the, the motif of it is everything's like pixelated and mm-hmm. they're, you know, you know, referencing retro video games and stuff like that. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. And then I sit down and of course I'm on my phone because I'm a good millennial. Mm-hmm. And one of the ads that's on Facebook was like, hey, do you miss old soda? Do you miss the taste it's of because your nanobots are listening? Dude, to, they, it actually might be because I've been Googling a whole bunch of stuff and we're friends. And so yeah. it's like, hey, somebody you're around is really interested in this. Probably you're talking about so it. many things in my feed are, are nostalgia based right now. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, all right. it's because of all the Google searches. I've Here been we doing. go. It's it's a thing that's happening. Anyway, well, this time we're going to take a little bit of a turn and look at um, spiritual nostalgia, as it were, Um, a.k.a. tradition. 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 Uh, That was a different case. (laughs) Are you popping and locking to um, tradition? Yeah. From... um, Wow, I can't think of the name of that musical. Pop and lock around the roof. You should. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Wow. I watched Fiddler on the Roof so many times as a kid because that was one of the VHS sets that we owned. Uh-huh. Speaking of the the nineties, um, and I just man, I couldn't think of the name of it just now. I think that um, there's something wrong with my brain. There's a bunch of stuff that I keep trying to remember like names of people, names of events. And like, I cannot come up with them and it's starting to bother me. And that was an example of that. Anyway, tradition. Um, I did want to mention before we get into this LTN.com has, we have a whole bunch of like creative That's on a website. LT love thy nerd yeah. LTN, blah, blah, blah. It's love thy nerd.com. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I told you I can't think of the names of things. No, I got you. Hey, and no, this is your job, not mine. And here I'm trying to do it. It's literally just to the right of you in oh, big white yeah, letters. That love diner L T N. Literally to the right of her is a big banner that says love like, thy nerd.com, the size of a toddler. At like, least. At as to- least. As tall as a toddler and as wide as three of them. It is about seven and a half feet tall. I'm saying like the the words though that just, literally say love thine or it's actually com. so big that I can't see it. Yeah, you can't it's, see the what is it? The forest through the trees or the that's trees? Exactly. The yeah, the can't see the forest through the trees. So anyway, lovethynerd.com. We have a lot of um, thoughtful content, a lot of articles, and we actually have one about nostalgia, written mm-hmm. by Joey Thurmond. Yep. Um and you know, nostalgia and creativity. Cause one of the things we didn't get to talk about that I, <laughs> I wrote a bunch of stuff last segments to talk about and we talked about none of it, yeah, which is fine. I'm fine. Church nerds. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just kind of get going and then we just roll with it. But how, you know, Disney, it's like everything they make these days is a remake of something else because they are just riding that nostalgia wave. It's a moneymaker. Super hard. Um, and so he, Joey talks a little bit about that specifically in like the video game world and talks about some spiritual, you know, things that follow that concept. So it's pretty cool. It's a good article. Check mm-hmm. it out on love thy nerd. 
Nostalgia.com. What is the name of the article? Um, The name of the article is How Nostalgia Helps Us and How It Hurts Us Too. There you go. Just search nostalgia on lovethynerd.com. Mm-hmm. Get you exactly where you need to go. All right. So tradition. <clears throat> um, We're actually talking about this, you know, us personally, because our... um. Our life group, well, our whole church is going through Galatians right now. And the book of Galatians is kind of all about, um, like, stop following dumb traditions. It's going to get you into a bunch of trouble. Yeah. Because basically, like, you're abandoning the gospel for tradition. Um, And so um, this was kind of on on our minds a little bit because of that. Yeah. it's interesting because when you look at tradition in the Bible, um, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And so yeah. um, I did want to talk about the nuance of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so tradition for or against. That's, you can't. That's not how. You can't, you can't say can't the word. can't say for or against. You cannot say the word nuance and then go with your official stance. <laughs> That's not how it works. Well, so some of, I mean, there there are a bunch of church traditions out there. Some of, let's talk about some of the ones that we have personally seen and dealt with. Okay. So, well, obviously music uh-huh. is a big one. Yep. And like, you must have instruments. You must not have instruments. You must have certain instruments and not have other instruments. Um, that's one that we came across. Yeah. And in that vein, like what does your worship experience look like? And when I say worship experience, I mean like specifically in the music and or like production portion of it. Do you have hazers? You know, is there like any smoke or anything like that? And I'm not talking about burning incense, but like, does it look like a worldly show? And if it does, then is it really a worship? You know, like there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into that that I've dealt with in the tech world as far as church goes. Um, and so, so that I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily tradition as much as it is like blazing new trails or what have you. But um, one of the ones that we, we talked about just the other day um, in life group was baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is your, what does your church believe about baptism? Is it, is it necessarily a means of salvation? Um, or, you know, is it, is it an ordinance? Um, is it important? Is it, you know, of what importance is it, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of a deal? Um, another one that came up while we were dealing with that baptism issue at the same church was, um, the Lord's supper, mm-hmm. like, How often should you take it? And specifically, like, we need the Lord's Supper table to be present at the front of the sanctuary at all times because it's important that we keep our minds on it. Yeah. Um, That was kind of one of the, it was, um, like, I want to use the word petty. I I didn't see that one coming. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the overall topics are not, petty but how they were presented was very petty sure because i think that these are good conversations to have like what should or should we not be doing in a church church setting you know well you we like if you really want to see tradition rear its ugly head 
do a building campaign. Oh, 100%. That is where you will find, I would say, 75% of your like your tradition, you're going to find it. You're going to find it in people wanting pews or not wanting pews. Mm-hmm. Carpet, not carpet. Should we have a, a cross, like a steeple on our mm-hmm. building? Um, stained glass. Stained glass is a big one. Um, uh, a, a common space, a fellowship hall or a gym. Um where do we put the baptismal? Does yeah. it need to be in the sanctuary behind the pulpit or is it okay to put it somewhere else? Yeah. You know, like a bunch of this stuff that it's like, I had no idea people were hung up on and it's tradition because nowhere in the Bible does it say, oh, you need to put the baptismal waters, you know, the baptistry behind, you know, about, it needs to be about uh, 12 feet high. Behind the behind the stage has to have a visible cross. Yes, in the inlay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but you'll find people who feel that strongly that they'll leave a congregation over some of these things. Also, um, what about um, let's see some other church traditions? And again, you know, again, we're coming from various backgrounds. Even Anna and I, we we go to a Southern Baptist church right now, but that's not the be all end all of every denomination we've been to. Um, we've worked for several different and also have attended several different. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the other things might be, how does your church uh, handle um, New Year's Eve service? Does it do a New Year's? Do you have to have, or, I'm sorry, a Christmas Eve service? Oh, I was like, New Year's Eve service? Hey, not, I don't remember that one. That's being. a million dollar idea right there. Church <laughs> news. It's called a youth group lock-in and I don't Ooh. recommend it. <clears throat> but how, how does your church handle a Christmas Eve service? Do you have to have a Christmas Eve service? Here's my big kicker. If your Christmas Eve service is on a Saturday night, do you have to have a Christmas Eve service? Or do you have a Christmas you have service a Christmas day in the service. morning? Do you do it? Or on do Sunday. you not do it? Yeah. So like th- Knowing that's, that most people are just going to go home and open presents in the morning and not come to church service. That's legitimately like a conversation I've had on now to church staffs. Yeah. Why do we have Christmas Eve service and is it absolutely necessary? And I, I've talked to people here at this church that I love and care about deeply that are like, I keep the Christ in Christmas. Well, that, that we're saying, no, that we're saying, um, I really enjoy the Christmas Eve service and I love it. Um, our pastor, he he uses a word that I like the concept of the word I know and I understand. It's not a word that I had ever used before. I heard him say it, and the word is salvific. Salvific. Right? Flavorific. It, absolutely. Yeah, you can taste that word a little bit. But it basically means like is the thing a salvation issue. A salvation issue. Yeah. Which, is the terminology that we had used. Well, and that's that's kind of the thing. That that sort of leads us where we're going a bit because it's like, well, what where do you determine what's a good tradition and what's a bad tradition? Because you see it both ways in scripture sometimes. And I think that we're in sort of a time um in the American, you know, Western American church where um we stuff was done a certain way for decades yeah. and then we had like a big departure from that with the advent of like 
choruses and yeah. Christian contemporary music and the lights and the show, you know, like showmanship issues um, and wanting to do things a certain way. And then there were people who were like, I think there was a lot of value in the old way of doing things. Why are we like throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Sure. And so people are like, I really enjoy liturgy. I really enjoy um, you know, saying liturgies together as a con- congregation or, you know, s- saying some of that. I really enjoy taking the Lord's Supper weekly. Mm-hmm. I really like I find these certain things meaningful. Why did we get rid of them? Let's bring it back. And then it's like, well, how, how much of it do we bring back? Like, yeah. Are we all do we all want to do catechism and rosary like, you know, we, we work Catholics in, do and stuff like that. We, we work in massive swings. Right. Like it's never like, well, let's just try and add or do a couple. It's like, nope, that's not working. That's old guard. Um, let's move into the new era. And so we do these massive cuts and then move when like uh it's a it we at our church do a reading um a scripture reading over the tithes and offerings every single week every and week. i and i mm-hmm. love it because it's a very it's very thoughtful and it's a good reminder every week about how like the things that we're giving don't belong to us yep. um but also like in the olden days some people used to like say the pledge of allegiance and do a whole bunch of stuff in church that yeah. was like not really appropriate, yeah. like repetition type of stuff. Like what belongs, what doesn't. Um, I think we see in scripture some tradition becoming a problem. Like the first one that I can think of is the bronze snake. Ooh, that's a good one. Because like the Lord gave the bronze snake to the Israelite people. So they, had, they were in the desert, a little bit of backstory here. They were in the desert, they disobeyed the Lord, and as their punishment... <laughs> for disobeying the Lord, he sent serpents among them that were like striking them, poisonous serpents. And um, he told, and they were like dying in mm-hmm. the desert mm-hmm. from all these snakes. And he was like, okay, here's the deal. Moses, you need to cast uh, out of metal, um, bronze specifically, uh, an image of a serpent and you're going to put it on um a standard, which is a pole, mm-hmm. basically something to just lift it up. Um, so at any time that the Israelites are are bitten, they can, you know, set their eyes on that bronze serpent and I will heal them. I will save them. Um, so they do. Well, I guess the people who are willing to right. willing to lift up their eyes. And there's this big like symbolism with with Jesus. Yeah. Um being lifted up on the cross and when we you know, like fix our eyes on Jesus, you know, all this stuff. But eventually it reaches a point with that bronze serpent where people have become to become like they began to idolize it. Um, that he's like, uh, uh, it's gotta go. Mm -hmm. Uh, now tear it down. So eventually Hezekiah, who is one of the good ones, one of the good Kings, um, he comes through and he wrecks shop and he's like destroying all the high places, all of the idols and things. And one of the things that he takes down is that dang bronze serpent. Yeah. yeah, bronze serpent because um, it had become a problem. And it's something given by God that became a problem. And you see the same thing with the, the priestly ephod, I think. Yeah. At one point it was being basically worshipped. Um, when it's like, no, no. 
And this is something given by God, but yeah. you're using it in an inappropriate way. And we see that all the time. Like you, it, you take that and and change it to whatever you need it to be right now. Not not to vilify everything that happens in the church because it's not what we're saying. No. But what are those things <clears throat> that people will say? If you don't do this, the Lord does not show up. Uh, yeah, we're we're willing to leave because for for us, this is such an important issue that it's. We're living in disobedience if we do this thing yeah, or if we don't do this thing. I think another one, so this is when Jesus came across, was the the washing of hands. Um, his disciples, I don't, the Pharisees are really, they're, they're, they're nitpicking him, um, following him around, bullying him yeah, because he's, they're scared of him and they want to shut him down. And so um, this is... We find this account in Mark and in Matthew, both um, where they come to Jesus and they're like, hey, we have a bone to pick with you. We've been watching. Your disciples are not washing their hands before they eat. Why are you breaking tradition and not obeying this command, essentially? Yeah. Um, And Jesus talks to them about like, uh, you guys are in no position to talk about yeah. like obedience to the Lord because like you're upset that they're not washing their hands, but your hearts are in such disobedience. How can you even bring this up? Also, um, wash your hands. Do wash yeah. your hands. COVID nineteen. Don't be gross. <laughs> um, that was one uh, in Galatians. This is the one that's pertinent for you and I given our current study that we're in. Right. So the issue of circumcision, I know, weird, weird topic alert, everyone. Yeah. But this was a problem with the Galatian church was, um, you know, Peter was like, hey, everybody, everything's good to eat. Grace, new law or new commandment, uh, new covenant rather. Um, and then these people came in and were like, oh, all these Gentiles are becoming. Paul said. What? You said Peter said. Well, Peter had, Peter had said, no, Peter said the clean eating and, or, you know, every, all things, you can eat everything. Gotcha. Okay. You were talking about Galatians. You said, Peter, I thought you were mashing your well, stories. No, P- I mean, Peter had been. And then <clears throat> um, these, these guys come in and they're like, oh, all well, these Gentiles are, are um, coming into the church, basically, for lack of a better word, but they need to be circumcised. Um, this is really important. This is a salvation issue. They can't really obey God without doing this. Like, they need to prove it. Um, and the way that they're going to do that is circumcision. And Peter is like, yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, kind of failure of nerve there. Yeah. And then Paul comes in and is like, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, over my dead body. <laughs> Absolutely not. And Peter, I'm going to call you out. How dare you? Um, what? How are you turning away from everything that we talked about? Um, like, you know me. We've been over this. This is, you guys have got to stop following meaningless traditions. Like, you want to do special days. You want to do special feasts. Like, you want to do all of these things, but you're missing mm-hmm. the point of what it is to actually be carrying out yeah. the gospel. And, um, like, this is a new way that we're doing things. And I think that the issue there was was more along the lines of 
<clears throat> the you know the, the Judaizers. These were the the people that were coming through, adding things to to what Paul was saying to the gospel. They weren't saying you guys can't come and be a part of the club. They were just saying you you got, but there's a little bit more that you got to do. And by a little bit, we mean like a whole lot more because we had to do all that stuff. And so now you have to do it too. And to me, I'm, I'm always using the word projecting, 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 projecting. People project all the time. I'm mad at you because you don't think or do things the way that I think that they should be Projecting done. is what the older brother of the prodigal son was doing. Absolutely. Hey, I stayed around. I did all the things. He comes back and you slaughter the fatted calf. Like, bum, sorry, what? Like, Yeah, he needs to obey like I obey. Yeah, he doesn't get to come in at the last minute. But that's exactly how God works. Now, he, he will definitely bless the people that stick around and, you know, believe without seeing and all sorts of things like that. But he doesn't keep people away just because that particular person needs a little bit more. And so like, that's, that's what we're seeing here is you've got the Gentiles that they, they were like, Hey, we're really great. This is fantastic. We feel liberated. We're allowed into this family. We are in. They're good. And then the Judaizers who are people that they, probably know, you know, like people in their community and stuff like that come by and go, okay, well, but, but if you're going to be here, you have to like, again, circumcision is just the craziest thing in the world. They're like, you have to get circumcised. And you're like, I mean, okay. Like if (laughs) our pastor was like, how convincing was that argument? Like, what did they actually say? But, but Paul, Paul here is saying, you don't need that stuff anymore. And there's the, this podcast is not long enough to explain all that, um, but he's saying you don't need that anymore. What you need is Jesus. Jesus came. He's here. You're in. Like you just said, you just said you're in. I did say you're in, and Jesus <laughs> peed. So, um, and then like that that was the thing. He was like, you you guys made it. Like, do you do you believe that Jesus is who he says he was? Do you confess with your mouth? Are you going to live these things out? And they're like, yep. And he goes, okie dokie, see you later, um, you know. And then he has to write this letter back and it's like, you dummies, you dumb dummies. Leave these people alone. Stop making them do crazy things. Well, All for the sake of tradition. Like that that was the thing was these. this is what we had been doing. Now the new thing is here. That's cool, but also the old thing as well. Right. Well, and it's tricky too because we see in Second Thessalonians, Paul actually arguing for tradition, I was joking around where it's like with Bubba earlier. It's like, okay, you don't need to follow all tradition. Just the tradition that I gave you. <laughs> yeah. Just do what I said over and over and over again. Stick with that. And yeah. then you can. Um, but in in Second uh, Thessalonians 2.15, he says, So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. So it's like tradition... Is not it's not a one to one like tradition bad tradition yeah. is always a bad thing. Um, just real quick, I, I wanted us to talk a little bit about the like when does it when it crosses the line when does it become a problem when you realize that tradition has been essentially corrupted like it started good started as a good thing and has <laughs> become. I'll I'll tell you exactly when because this is something that I have heard somebody say I've actually heard. I think it was a deacon 
it wasn't a deacon. It was an elder. It was, it was somebody high enough that it made, it made my heart drop into my stomach kind of a deal. Like, am I actually hearing this? Yeah. Somebody that said, I don't care what the Bible says. Ooh. This is how we're going to do it. And I was like, (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Like we all heard that, right? Like. What is happening? So we're going to social distance real yeah. fast because I don't want to be struck down I th- along with you. I think that that's what it is. It's, it's, it's like, what is the importance that we put on it? Now, again, we go back to this this issue with Judaizers. And then I think that also with a lot of us, even in today's terms, it's like, we're not always doing these things out of malice, right? Like no. we believe that these things are not harmful, that these are things that actually draw us closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's why we'll put extra barriers on things and, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's it's like, we want to maybe stay as holy as we possibly can. And so we're going to do these things that make sure that we stay holy, whether they're well, actually the things yeah, God wants us to do or not. I think there are certain things that are pr- principles that sometimes we turn into like laws like have a quiet time for 15 minutes every morning um psalms does talk about like meditating on the law of the lord yeah all the time in the morning at night in your bed like all of these different times but it's not like well if you don't get up and have a quiet time for 15 minutes before breakfast over your cup of coffee all i need is you know Jesus and coffee mm, or whatever. Bless. Um, then, yeah, straight to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here were a couple of things that I, I think are good markers for when tradition goes bad. Um, when we idolize our tradition above loving the Lord and loving other people is a good mm, marker. Yep. Uh, when it becomes, when it's a tradition is more about our comfort in our worship or whatever um and we are not willing to change the posture of our heart about it at all kind of my way or the highway Uh, that's a good one it's a problem um and i think too when tradition is glorified and turned into a sort of form of law which is kind of like what i was just talking about with the quiet time yeah um that takes precedence over grace yeah like that was that was paul's issue was like "Mm -mm, circumcision does not trump grace Mm mm-hmm um, and so it's really important that we remember that as well, because we want to figure this out. We want to yeah. have we want to have formula, um, and so that's and really so dangerous. the the big The big thing to understand and to realize with all this, as we wrap up this this extra long segment, which again, it's important. Um, so so we're going to give it a little bit extra time. The important thing I think to remember is is that there will pe- there will be people who do not see the glorified kingdom of God who have been circumcised, who did go to Sunday school, who took communion every Sunday, who were baptized. Like there, there are people out there and have been people in the past and will be people in the future who will not make it into the kingdom of heaven who followed all of those rules. Mm -hmm. Jesus tells us that. Well, I think when that tradition becomes a point of pride, it's like, that's ick. And even it's then, bad. in that passage, they say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all of these wonderful things in your name? And he says, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where LTN kind of comes in 
and lands is we want to know God and we want him to know us. And Paul in Galatians chapter four talks about that. He says that when when you knew God, rather when he knew you. So this this Became relationship known by God. Yes, mm-hmm. this this relationship that we have with our divine creator, that is the be all end all. And he's like, you're throwing it away for rules. Yeah. Regulations for for people for these these things that people are telling you that you have to do, I'm liberating you from that to tell you that God wants to draw you back to Him. That's what He wants, and so examine those things in your life. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, we 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 always tell our life group, hey, your homework this week is, but like just think about those things. What are things in your life? Um, I'll tell you that the the last two things that we did with our life group last two weeks were um, find, like evaluate in your life, what are the things that make you uncomfortable spiritually? Like from, I would say from another Christian denomination, from Mm -hmm. something different than what you're in. What's something that somebody else does? If you're a Baptist, something that a Methodist or a Presbyterian or otherwise does that makes you feel uncomfortable. And then the follow-up to that the next week was, Examine why that makes you feel uncomfortable and how you can still love somebody who practices that. Mm-hmm. Because at what stage is that bronze snake? Is it something that is is being idolized or is it being villainized or like whatever? Like is, is it a salvific issue? Is it something that's going to stand between you and or somebody else in the eternal kingdom of God's glory? Um so think about that this week and really over the summer. This is mm-hmm. your summer break homework. Who doesn't like homework over the summer? Right. Also know that this is such a nuanced issue, like trying to figure out, well, which law do we follow? What do we not? What's tradition? What's really in salvific? Um, if you are finding that to be hazy, don't take everything like don't let us don't let this stop here. Talk to a a pastor about it. Please. Talk to like people that you trust at your church or in the Love Thine Art community because yeah. we've got some awesome people in there. Yep. Um, don't, talk to other people. Don't about bring this. it up as a post in the Love Thine Art community. No, no. Go back with and listen to last week's episode. People you met there. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Have conversations with people <laughs> you know and love and trust, um, and that understand that you're you may be working out your salvation in fear and trembling and iron sharpening iron and like figuring these things out. We get mm-hmm. it. We understand. Mm-hmm. But as always, Anna, you're absolutely right. Go and have conversations. Take these ideas out. If you do have any like legitimate uh, questions for Anna or I, we would love to answer those for you. You can um, hit us up on Twitter at ChurchNerdsLTN, or you can send me an email, Bubba at LoveThyNerd.com, or you can hit us up in the Facebook group, however you want to do that, or on Discord. I And if I have to pick any of that, it's probably Discord. Just hit me up in Discord. Um, uh, Facebook Messenger me. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Talk about nostalgia. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> um, so, but hey, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have a church nerd's memory verse and a nerdy recommendation. And I think you're going to like both of them. So, hey, stick I'll right be. here and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. 
And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerds content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Tiger Uppercut! Final Round Fight! Hey there, and welcome back. We've got a uh, nerdy recommendation for you heading into the summer. Summer, summer, summer. I should have researched this a little bit better. But speaking of like nostalgia and eighties, nostalgia, nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, there is no like better eighties feel good nostalgic show like modern one than Stranger Things. Oh, easily. They are king. Of 80s nostalgia, like... So much so, legitimately so much so, that, and this is like real world, out in the wild kind of stuff, I'll be playing a game, like right now in Call of Duty Warzone, they're doing an 80s theme. Like, they've got um, characters in there that you can get, they've got Rambo and John McClane from Die Hard that you can like buy their stuff and play as. Uh, You can actually go into the tower from uh, the first Die Hard movie, and like... There's it's just big explosions. They've kind of changed some of the weapons in the map so that it's just like big explosions and stuff. Anyway, um, there uh, there's there are spots in the map that you go to that it plays like a like a like a heavy uh, bass driven synth wave kind of a thing. And I've heard on multiple occasions people go, "Oh man, what's that Stranger Things sound that's coming in the back?" Stranger Things has revitalized synth wave, and so that was a big deal back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like it was huge. Like almost everything had that, that sound, but now rather than somebody being like, Oh, that's synth wave, that's eighties. It's now synonymous with stranger things because of the theme and just the, the overture that stranger things has, which by the way, if you haven't watched it, it's our recommendation. That's the recommendation. Well, okay. So take this with a grain of salt, pay attention to the rating. Make sure that it's appropriate content for the the people that you like. Don't watch this with your little bitties mm-hmm. because there are some some swears and some scares. Swears and, and scares. Some, yep, swears and scares. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. There's not a lot of like that would be a sexually dope icky, you know, stuff like that. But it is. It's like thriller and it's 80s flavored, which this was one of the things about the 80s yeah, was yeah. like all those kids always cussing yeah the, the in, like, 80s was a lot dirtier four-year-old than kids cussing all the time in 80s movies and they do carry on that tradition a bit the, so the pg era of the 80s would be square within pg-13 of which i think that stranger things is about 100%. a pg-13 which is appropriate I think so it's i think it's mature is it it's mature? rated m i think it's rated m yeah i mean it's scary and there's like bloody Slimy things all the yeah. time in it. Anyway, uh, but we love it. It's super fun. Um, 
and it's super nostalgic. I so freaking check love it, it out. dude. They're supposed to be coming out with a season uh, 2022. Season four. Oh my gosh. 2022. Pushing it back. Yeah, that's what I just read. Netflix. Ooh. Get on my level. Hey, but uh, good news. In, in 2022, we'll be probably playing or paying $20.22 for our Netflix account based on inflation. So Ooh, we are, mm, I think we should get rid of it and then just like bring it back for a month, binge season four of Stranger Things and then be out again. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, we do have a church nerds memory verse also. This is from uh, the book of Colossians. Uh, chapter 2, verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Boom. Roasted. So. Yeah, don't get taken for a ride, all right? By human tradition. Don't, people... don't ruin this for the rest of us. That's really <laughs> what that's saying. All no, right. just keep your wits about you. Oh, hey, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and our other podcasts and videos. And if you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And don't forget that you can also, and always, select Love Thy Nerd is your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. And that's going to give LTN a small kickback from your purchase at absolutely no extra cost to you. You can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and on LTN radio each and every Friday morning starting back in August. In August. New episodes in August. We're going to come back in August. Hold your horpins. We'll be back. Okay? <laughs> the way you said one of those words made me think of that, like, um... I don't know, Bishop Guy or whoever from um, The Princess Bride, like Mowage. Mowage. I think you should Mowage. sometime, not this episode, but try to do your entire spiel in that guy's voice. Okay. I like, <laughs> like it. Like Radio Matt does. Uh, Macho Man? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Okay. I can do that. Hey, also, you can check us out. Like I said before, you can go to Church Nerds. Uh, you, you can visit us online at lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds to get directly to this podcast. Not LTN. Don't go to LTN.com. I, I don't you need to make a, re a redirect thing. We don't own the domain. That's the problem. Uh. It's very expensive. Um <laughs> But you can go to lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds in the interim to kind of check things out and see what's going on. Also, if you want to keep up to date with us, you can find us online on the Twitterverse at churchnerdsltn. And we also even have a Facebook page. So how you like them apples? Mm -hmm. Just go search Church Nerds on Facebook. Well, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you in August for brand new episodes of the Church Nerds Podcast. And if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Bye.